August 31, 2021. It's a lot from Pedro Show. Thank you. 
Pedro show happy Tuesday <laughs> pulling myself off the deck and I, I soar I soared back too a little bit uh, yeah I'm gonna have to change the conk going back to the deck because not enough support man I don't need that, any S turns on the spine lower back we start off the show with John Coltrane violets for your, your furs and then my buddy Valentine with no place to go and which I got uh, well via Bill Nace people he was the conduit Meister, those Estonian uh, software engineers with their Skype invention makes it possible. Have Deb Gouge aboard. Welcome to the Watt Pedro Show, Deb. Very nice to be here, Mike. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, absolute uh, honor to have you on. And, well, it's an honor to be asked. You, you know, I, I hate doing interviews, but I'm only doing it because I love you. So. Oh, thank you, thank you, Gatsi, Gatsi. What about um, you're in London, right? I'm in London. What, yeah. What yeah. part? I'm in Camden Town currently. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Not too far from Thirst, but 
he's more east, right? He's yeah, he's a little, a little more east. He's up in State Newington, yeah. So right. he's, he's. I saw him. I saw him on Friday though. Yeah, um, well, we're going to get into him because you end up, you're his base man or base yeah. lady. <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, but I'm. old. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucked up that way. I destroy <laughs> pronunciations, all the per- correct gender, or non, being free from gender shit. Um, yeah. I'm curious, though, about your journey in music. So, so please, please bring your earliest musical recollection, memory you got. Uh, I, I, I mean, I first joined a band at school. It was kind of, I think it, I think it was meant to be like a, a project in a music class. And um, they asked us to sort of form a group, and I think they just meant, like a group, like get together in a group. But we did actually sort of form this funny little band. I mean, none of us could actually play anything. We didn't have any instruments, you know, but we just decided we were going to be a band. And out of that, I, uh, a couple of us actually did continue playing in a band. And I did actually eventually obviously get a bass as well. Was, was this high school? Uh, um, yeah, well, we call it secondary here. So it's a sort of school, you know, you would go to, no, not high school, pre-high. So, Oh, junior uh, high, yeah. You, yeah, you go, you know, you from 11 till 16, and I was probably about 14 or 15 at this point. But uh, that's cool the school had a music program that way. What about even before that, that pad you grew up in? Was there musical instruments? There, there was some, My dad had a mandolin, although I, I oh. never actually saw him play it, but he did have one, and I remember it being really beautiful, but I don't. And we also had one of those little, you know, those little Bon Tempe organs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had one of those kind of things, but that that was about it, really. We never, and I, I never really saw people play. I used to play around with it. Yeah, I was going to ask. Did you jump on that shit? A little bit, but yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, I don't kind break of... it, don't bust it. You be careful. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. can imagine. I can imagine. Well, what what about uh, uh, like first record you bought with your own money? With my own money, um, the first the first uh, seven inch I bought was by David Essex. Oh yeah, it's a single called "Rock On." Yeah, the, still... the bass man Herbie Flowers. Oh yeah, yeah. He's also the bass great... man on uh, "Walk on the Wild Side" and ju- jump, uh, Harry Nilsson uh, "Jump Into the Fire," where he de- well, he detunes I... in the middle of the bass because the song's in D. So hey, let's just. <laughs> Why the tapes rolling? D two, I love it. Jim Gordon. It's it's a great. I still love it now, but I, I didn't know any of that information, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I found out about Irby later. He almost was a spiders from Mars. I found out, <coughs> but that's how Trevor Boulder, by just riding in the car with his buddies, got to, in the band. Couldn't make it, but you know, minutia, right? <coughs> we don't need to know this kind of stuff. <coughs> first gig you went and saw, Deb. Uh, I think the- I ate some walnuts and they're stuck in my throat now. God damn me. <laughs> Oh dear! It's a, it, you should know by now, Mike. You never eat walnuts before a show. Yeah, I know. Any any nuts, in fact. Yeah, okay. Um, Point taken. Bay City Rollers was the first gig I ever went to. Bay City Rollers. Yep. Yeah, Rodney used to play him on uh, K Rock all the time, I, so I heard them. And you know, he was the first guy to play punk here in SoCal. So I don't. Uh, I mean, in the, in the UK, they were massive. They were like the uh, like a big big boy. They band, had a couple you know? songs. They uh, Saturday Night was really big. Yeah, we it, it, we thought they sold out when they went to America. <laughs> okay, maybe they did. Maybe they did. You know, that's usually the way it worked. Or sometimes, like T-Rex, that was the first gig me and Dee Boone saw, and uh, they were huge in England, but never really made it here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, uh, Bang a Gong, which kind of yeah, sounded no, like they, the Hollies. They, yeah, they were totally massive here. Uh, you know, and totally my generation as well. That was kind of what I grew up with, sort of glam rock and, you yeah. know, that sort of So, yeah, yeah, I was a massive Rock Bowling fan. Uh, I know. 
Never got to see him, unfortunately. But... Wow, you never got to see him. Wow. No. Okay. I, I only got to see him once. He was supposed to play the Blue Oyster Cult the second time, but uh, laryngitis or something. So, right. But we, we were way into Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Creedence, when I met Dee Boone. Mike. It's a different culture we've got. <laughs> when, I, when I met Dee Boone, the only rock and roll band he knew was Creedence Clearwater Revival. So, you know, yeah. and his ma, yo, you're going to be the bass. So, and I couldn't hear what that guy was doing. So I, I looked at the album covers and I was like, oh, see the singer shirts? Maybe if I wear them, Dee Boone will still like me. <laughs> so that's how I got the flannels. I didn't fucking know what they were. Okay, but, but about you. Now, you got this bass for this band in junior high. Uh, what was, you know, I'm a little prejudiced with the bass. So I'm, I'm curious, what, what what kind did you get? It was, um, it was like, an, it was from Woolworths. It was like nothing, you know, it was kind of, my, my folks weren't very rich and they gave me, a, it was like a birthday and Christmas present. Um, yeah, it was a kind of, I don't even know what the, the name of it was from Woolworths in those days, but I loved it. I, I remember, you know, I took it to bed and slept with it the first couple of weeks. I was wow. so proud of it. Yeah. Uh, was was uh, What about the amp? You must have got an amp too, right? I don't think I did. I can't remember having an amp for years. I think I really don't remember having an amp until I moved uh, up to London. I mean, I think we, we had, a, you know, we had tons of friends. I, I, like after school, I was in sort of a narco punk sort of scene. And we used to, I think, just share amps. And there was a, a kind of, there was a, a person called Jeff whose house we all used to kind of meet in and I think there were just amps there and oh, yeah. we, you know, so I don't remember having my own amp. You know, like I said, I didn't, you know, I couldn't really play. It didn't really occur to me that, you know, you know the, the logistics of actually getting sounds out of things and doing things. I just kind of got, got a bass and thought that was great. Don't remember, cannot for the life of me remember what my first amps were. I remember, like, the first ones I remember were things like Park, which were kind of... Um, oh, I remember them. Yeah, the, yeah, I had a massive park at one point. Um, yeah, well, schlepping I, shit around London with that uh, train and stuff, that'd be a hell like New York City, I can imagine. Yeah. So it'd be good well, to I, have what they call it, the back line, right? That the, the, the setup, same with the drummers. So, yeah. so uh, this band that you had in school, it was way different than the, the scene you're talking about at Jeffrey's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I'm still talking about, I'm like, you know, 15 years old at this point. And, and it's like there were three, three girls, essentially, none of whom could play. We didn't have a drummer. The singer, singer had this sort of, sort of strange mock operatic voice, uh, <laughs> kind of did just covers, really, 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 really bad covers. And did you guys have a name? Uh I, yes, but I'm not going to say it. Okay, okay. Can you remember the first gig? <laughs> um, yeah, the first gig was that my, my sister was a, a publican. My sister and her husband owned a pub, so they let us play at their pub, even though we were underage, but that was fine. Um, and then we played at... Um, well, how was the gig? Was it a success? Did they throw shit? I mean, what happened? Uh, no, no, it was just... I mean, it was a success, as in it was in my sister's pub, so a lot of her locals, you know, were just drunk and clapped at us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That was kind of it, and then and and we played the street party for the the Queen's uh, Silver Jubilee as well. Remember oh, that? But how did that gig go? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was definitely pretty different from um from the punk band which was called the Bikini Mutants. That was my <laughs> Mutants. That's a good. Yeah, name. that's a good. Name. <laughs> you you gave me uh, some uh, my blood Valentine, and I want to play this one. Never say goodbye.
the pieces of my life. Thirsty for some sense in this world. I sip my wine without spilling and regress back into the words of psychological depths whilst bathing in earthly superficiality. Thank <laughs> you.
Juan <laughs> for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with my buddy Valentine, Never Say Goodbye. Then uh, I played a bunch of this stuff before, but it just got it released in double album with three CDs uh, out of uh, Croatia, mm. you know. This is during the, the Yugoslavia time, and this band, uh, okay, I'm going to slaughter this language, Trobakova Krušne Peši. And this is from 1983 with Imam Dovlino Le Vlaž. What it means is I have enough of that moisture. Yeah, of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> and then King Champion sounds uh, with um, Marika McKenna doing seasick. No, I, now, you would know I, AJ. I know AJ, yeah, yeah. yeah and so this is yeah. his, uh, well, he's a Netherlander, right? So Works at the yeah, paradise, like, right? He's not from the Netherlands. He's no, from no. Uh, Kenya or from something. A, yeah, but he's he lives in just outside. He lives. Does he still live in Amsterdam or just outside? Yeah, I think. Well, well, he works at Paradise. I know that. And yeah, he's a bitch. And that was the first place I played. He painted black in those days, and then uh, Black Moon Lilith. Well, now he gave up bass like a traitor, and he's on guitar <laughs> now. <laughs> right, he had that band Donkey. I remember yeah. he was doing sound for Jay and shit. Black Moon Lilith, brand new from Dear Laika. I know Laika was the name of that dog. The Soviets, I guess, first cosmonaut. Yeah. I had Boggle after that. P, here's a great title. P minus R plus F3 minus S, of course. You know. Samuel <laughs> Locke Ward out of Iowa City with Pitch Tent. Pitch Tent. Like the, the bass man in Wire, right? Graham Lewis, he would... Okay. Uh, yeah, I remember that... You could tell which ones Graham wrote and which ones uh, Colin wrote, you know, just good. So, yeah. like, like uh, harness fitted. <laughs> yeah, fitted. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever use that fucking word in my life, but I know what it means. <laughs> the bomb is printed after that. Hello, Toulouse. Mold Omen out of Baltimore with Snag Mass. And my buddy Valentine, again, for the third time, was slow. So, how long does this Bikini Mutants go? Um... I think maybe like uh, I don't know three or four years. I can't really remember to be honest. Um, funnily enough, I've sort of been in contact with them quite a lot recently because a sort of a lost old tape has resurfaced. Ah, so you, you guys made recordings? We recorded a, a cassette tape. We did two sessions, which came out uh, on a cassette. Both, you know, yes, both on the same cassette. Now you said you were doing shitty covers, but on the cassette, do you have original material? Yeah, it's all original. Yeah, it's all. Um, yeah, this. So uh, this is a different. This is what you know. This is when we thought we were anarcho punks. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, okay. You, you've evolved. You're down the road a little bit. We're done. We're done now. That's you know that first band is done and dusted. Done and dusted. Now that's, that's we're a good way to put serious it. shit now. <laughs> right, right, right. It's the real, the whole enchilada, the real deal, <laughs> the real. The real no, but they say the reality on the dealio, the, the kids nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you guys, you break up before you release these cassettes. What you, you, got, you got plans to do it now? Um, well, that, that's sort of why it's resurfaced a bit. Um, some guy called Sean Forbes from who works at Rough Trade. I'm not sure in which department, but he is talking about doing something with it. But I, I'm not sure when or how or what will happen with it. But He's, he's kind of popped up with this. When when I when he first asked me, I was just like, oh, I don't think so. But then I kind of, you know, I asked um, 
Chris and Martin, and they, who uh, are the drummer and the singer, and they were they were both up for it. So I was like, oh well, you know, that's fine. It's it, part. Of, it was from the eighties, right? Yeah, um, very early eighties. So when you like, hear, when you heard it back again, did it kind of trip you out? It was like a ghost a memory. It's, it's very yeah, it's very weird, and it's funny how um, how it comes back so quickly, you know, I couldn't, if you'd asked me to sing any of those songs, like a week before I'd heard them, I wouldn't have been able to remember, but right. I, like the instant I hear it, like I could, I could play the bass really quickly again, you know, it's like, it's just there somewhere. Well, they call Whereas, some of that shit muscle memory and you actually yeah, remember no, by doing it, not think, in fact, your brain can get in the way. Yeah. Well, I wish I could have the muscle memory about songs I'm supposed to be playing now. <laughs> Yeah, there's some stuff that I can't believe I did. <laughs> some of it I had to change because it was hurting my hands and shit. And, you know, life's a journey. Yeah. You, you break down. <laughs> but but in, I'm curious about uh, the the material. Were you involved with the composition? In in Bikini Mutants? Um, yeah, so I remember it was a pretty, um, it was a pretty democratic process. I mean, the, the singer wrote her lyrics. We were very... Like, uh, we were kind of known as the best, worst band music in the whole of Somerset, which is a very, <laughs> very small bit of England. Um, and, and our thing was that we didn't have a drummer for a long time. So wherever, wherever we played, we would just invite people out of the audience to play drums. And, and that could cause its own sort of interest or chaos. <laughs> but then we did get a drummer and that became sort of slightly more of a, a, a formula. Did you guys band. tour? Say again? Did you tour? No, no, no. We played a few gigs in the West Country. I think we we um, we played it in Bristol. Was probably about as far as we went. I think. Ah, pop group town. Yeah, the pop yeah. group. Yeah, indeed. Pop group. Slightly before them, probably. I think it was like we're talking probably eighty one. I know the pop group were probably already going. I guess, but no, I think they were broken up by then. They were really right. young guys, though. Uh, I'm older than those guys. They were teenagers when they were doing that shit. Because I got to meet. And uh, Mark Smith and Gareth Sager and re really nice guy. I mean, they had a huge uh, influence on us, and we never saw them. Oh, we only knew them by these crazy records. Yeah, <laughs> screaming over yeah. P Funk and Cat yeah. Beefheart mixed together. <laughs> you know what an idea! But that that was the big thing about the movement. Anything could go. So, so yeah. So I, I got to say, Deb, I didn't know about the. Bikini Mutants, but I do know about My Bloody Valentine. So how does it lead? Uh, I So I, I basically, the, the Bikini Mutants was a century in Somerset, where, where, where I'm from. And I moved up to London because the singer and the drummer both moved to London to go to university. So I kind of moved up to, well, partly just to carry on the band and also because there's no way I could have stayed in Somerset. Um, and... That band, Bikini Mutants, pretty much instantly kind of just disbanded because people had their own things and were starting new things, you know. So I auditioned for various things. And then um, Bikini Mutants, was, it was kind of weird. It, it sort of came about through my girlfriend at the time. She spent half her time in London and half her time in Berlin. And at that time, uh, my big grandson had moved to Berlin. So they were living in Berlin for a few months. And Annie, who was my girlfriend met them because she was in a band in Berlin called Leningrad Sandwich. And oh, I remember those cats. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. 
Come on, a name they, like they, that? Um, <laughs> uh, their, their guitarist had a record label, and he put out the first um, uh, My Billy Valentine record, which was a different... I mean, that's the first track we played. The... Um, what was it called? I can't remember. Uh, no Place to Go. You, you mean... Okay, so you didn't know Kevin until you, like, answered an ad? What was... It? Like in the yeah, Melody well, Maker, through, some shit? Like, where, where, where was no, it at? I met through, basically, they were in Berlin, and they, they said to Annie, they were going back to London, did she know any bass players? And she she basically oh, mentioned me. Okay, so it was like a referral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've heard about people answering ads in the Melody Maker shit. Oh, Actually, I, you know, I, uh, Cloud Fluoride, he, he was in Boston, and he moves to the city, San Francisco, and answers an ad, and he's in the Dead Kennedys the next day. Wow. He's in the town one day. I, uh, I, I have answered ads in papers for bands, and they were never quite that successful. <laughs> Most of the ones are pretty awful. So. <laughs> and, and what was it like when you first met Kevin? Uh, what did he say? P play me what you know, or how loud can you get? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a very different band. As I said, that, that, that first record, No Place yeah, to Go, right. That's that's what we were like then, and it was kind of a lot more sort of crampsy birthday party, you know that sort of vibe. Um, oh, the but birthday party! They were they were they were in Berlin then, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were in Berlin. They, that record, No Place to Go, is they weren't. They'd moved to London. That's the first record I did with them, which is why I chose that track because I thought a lot of people wouldn't know that ah, okay. um, that particular record, and that's the first record I played on with them. So previous to that. They had had a, a sort of mini EP out in Berlin with. They didn't have a bass player. Shame on them. They had a, a keyboard <laughs> called Tina. That poor, poor, lonely kick drum. I know. Yeah, maybe there's more <laughs> room in the boat, but fuck. <laughs> it's a ridiculous. Yeah, idea. I know, I know, I know. Can you remember your first gig you did with him? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was at um, Dingles. There was. I think it was at Dingles. Oh. I think it was at Dingwalls. We, we, yeah, it was. They had this. Uh, um, they would have this show at Dingwalls where there were like five bands, and they were all very different. It was like a showcase type thing, yeah. and I think we were sandwiched in the middle of that. Um, and I was just really, really nervous, and I, I didn't want anybody to go, and didn't want to tell anybody. <laughs> I sort of mentioned it to one person, and it kind of, you know, got trumpeted around everywhere, and, and then I. <laughs> Really You're coming out of the cake. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. You said it was a different band then, but was the gig fucking loud? Because what I, I know about my Valentine gigs was like criminy. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, no, it wasn't loud like it is now, and it wasn't. It was just a very different vibe, definitely. Um, you know, and and Dave was still in the band. We had a, a we had a different singer before Belinda joined. Uh, we had a guy called Dave. So it was different. I mean, it was loud, but it was loud as in live music is loud. But yeah. it was it wasn't loud in the way that we are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I've I've never been on you know the other side of the PA, so I can't really yeah, judge. Of but course, like, yeah. it's but bloody I, loud. It's, it's <laughs> funny though because he he's so such a soft spoken guy, you know. So it's just like I, this other yeah. uh, character uh, dimension of him. Well, look, we're at yeah. the end of the uh, first hour of August thirty first. God, August done. Twenty twenty one dishwap Peter show special guest Deb Gooch. Hold tight for hour two. <laughs>
August 31st, 2021. It's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro Show.
Like a mainframe on its last legs Such am I I'm good for just maybe one more update Just passing by You're a particle swimming around Behind my eyes So many questions Should come as no surprise Commodification of the daylight Diminished agency Strange currency indeed You're a particle swimming around Behind my eyes This took place in the summer of the loud birds Flying through the sky It was during the summer of the loud birds That's the reason why
Block for Pedro show. We start off the second hour with Snow Pony. Doing, <laughs> talking about band names. But this is really good music. I, I, I dig Snow Pony. <laughs> but <laughs> fucking name. Okay, Happy Are the Dead. That's a great title. And Bed Solder after that, uh, Tasmania with Summer of the Loud Birds. And then Snow Pony with Crumple Ten. Maybe a bill uh, with the queen on her. That's the one. Yeah, okay. Now, t- tell me about, enlighten me to Snow Pony. Oh, Snow Pony, uh, I joined after, or formed really with my girlfriend at that time, who's a woman called uh, Kath Gifford, who had been in a band called Stereo Lab. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she she was the keyboard player in Stereo Lab. She left them one and of the, One of the ladies got hit by a, on her bike, right? Yeah, Mary. That was really, really awful. Mary was so sweet as well. She was such a, I can just unbelievably lovely person. And it was very, there was so many of us here who were shaken by that. I didn't mean to bring it up, but I just thought of that. So, so yeah. Snow Pony is some people from there. Like, who so, named yeah. the band? Did you name the band? And um, I, I don't think so. I think Calf named him. I can't really remember. Okay. I think I think it's, it sounds like a calf thing. I think um, she had started writing stuff anyway, uh, and and at the t- after she left Stereo Life, she then joined a band called Moonshake, um, um, and was in them for a little while, and was writing her own stuff. And I just left my band Valentine, and I just left saying I never I'm never going to be in a band again. And within about three weeks, I was sort of writing bass lines for her. <laughs> within about a month, we were playing them. So. Because you're addicted be, to music, right? Maybe the band experience was bad, but you love music. Yeah, I mean, the band experience, you know, wasn't... But part of it was just like, it wasn't necessarily, you know, bad. Um, it was more, um, maybe I didn't think I'd be in a better band as well. <laughs> or maybe I just needed a rest at that point. But ah, like with, yeah. within a month, I was back. I just turned turned on my word and was back playing again. So it was, uh, it, it was primarily me and Kath... And then we had a guy called Max Caraldi playing drums. It was just a, a three-piece for a long time. And then uh, Max left. I think he couldn't he couldn't stand being with us too. Uh, <laughs> became a Buddhist or something. I'm not sure. And um, Caraldi and sounds an- Italian. You know what? There's a there's a Ravenna Italian band called the 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 Space Pony. Oh right. Out of nowhere tangent, but okay. So he <laughs> leaves the band. What do you guys do? Get a drum machine. No, you uh, no we've got drummer. another guy. We've got another. We've got another drummer called Kevin Bass. Okay. Or Kevin Relief. And then we also got. A, we've got a live um, guitarist called Deb Smith, who's who's been in many bands as well. She's been in like uh, Curve and Echo Belly and all sorts of things. So we became a four piece. Um, but we we signed we signed to an American label called Radioactive actually, and they brought out the first album, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then we got we got into a sort of kind of long running argument with them to get out of the contract and brought out the second album ourselves. And unfortunately, on the sort of the the, the 11th of September 2001, which oh, was not the best yeah, to be bringing out an album. <laughs> I had started a tour on that, that day. So that gig got cancelled. I, I started a door, tour on that day. It was in oh, the well. city. Of course, it got canceled, but I did it at the end of the tour. Yeah, I had to do two months of gigs with that heavy feeling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, circumstances hit and miss. So, so, uh, 
Space Pony, Space Pony, Snow Pony goes for how long? Um, I think. Um, well, you know, I don't think we ever actually officially split up, but oh, the, okay. the first the first record came out, I think, in maybe ninety seven, eight, and um, and the second album came out in two thousand one. Then there was a sort of third album which we only brought out online. So I don't know what that is. I can't do the maths. Maybe it's four or five years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I still do look think. In fact, I've just started in in sort of you know third lockdown or wherever we were. Yeah. Um, doing a kind of slightly abstract project with um with Kath again. Like trading files. Say that again, sorry. Trading files. Um yes, well no, actually seeing her in person because we're, oh, we're back okay. we're back allowed to see each other and you know so should we come in she comes into the studio and we make a bit of noise and and then congratulate ourselves and go home again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's another project that's an ongoing concern. Uh Thurston Moore Group, uh, Chelsea's Kiss, I want to play. Treasure. I dreamed we were 
I'll give $200 to anyone who can show me some dice. Oh, here's someone in the second row. What's your name and where are you from, ma'am? Well, Louise, that qualifies you to have a chance to win. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. I'm Jack Unser. A national disaster has been declared by President Jervison. I understand we have a live hookup with him addressing the nation from the Nuclear Protection Center in Washington. Thus far, three cities have been hit by several nuclear warheads. These cities are Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., and New York. The death toll has not yet been determined, but estimations say that there are at least one million casualties. We will now go to a live hookup with Roy Ballinger at the NPC in Washington. Thank you, Jack. I have been informed that the U.S. has in turn retaliated against the Soviet Union by sending several waves of nuclear warheads to Moscow and other major cities. The president is due, the president is due to adjust the nation in any minute. He is now in the nuclear hotline speaking to the president Brexit. So far, no more millions have been lost. Penny-stricken nations all over the globe await the president's address. Here comes the president now. He's approaching the podium. Let's hear what he has to say. People, people of the nation, people, I stress to you, we must remain calm. It is the strong, solid, unified nation which will survive this global disaster. Talks are now in session. Progress is being made. Thus far, it appears that no second waves will be launched. However, People are urged to go to the designated fallout shelter in their area. For your personal safety, bring nothing more than a single change of clothes. Leave all other personal belongings behind. Food will be provided. Turn off all appliances, lock all doors, and proceed to your designated nuclear fallout shelter. Remain calm. I repeat, remain calm. Ah! The president has just been shot. He was delivering instructions to the nation at the NPC. We must show endurance as a nation. The president has urged everyone to go to their designated fallout shelters. <laughs> We now return to the regularly scheduled program already in progress. Which one will it be? Door number one, door number two, or door number three? Uh, I think I'll take door number two, Morty. Jay, show us what's behind door number two. Well, Morty, Eddie has just won two magnificent oxen. Which also includes a, uh, uh, we've, we've just received an urgent news bulletin. Um, 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 um Morty, the, the president has urged all citizens to proceed to their designated fallout shelter immediately. Uh, three, three major cities have been destroyed by nuclear warheads. Oh, my God.
So we, we had this guy called Ryan Sawyer. So he's on, Ryan is playing on Chelsea's Kiss. And it's recorded in, in Sonic Shoes studio in, in, in New York or New Jersey, I think. But, um, uh, so that's why, that's why I chose, that's Ryan's one. And then Aphrodite is Steve's one. And MX Liberty is, is Jem, who we often use in the UK. If, um, you know, Steve's not over this way, we often use a guy called Jem Dalton. So okay. those are three drummers and I wanted to make sure I chose one by each of them because they're all lovely. They're okay, all let, let me enlighten the listeners. Uh, Deb's talking about drummers in the Thurston Moore group and she wanted them all three represented. So this tune we started off that chunk was Chelsea's Kiss. And then we heard Surrey, Surrey Carnival with Big Deal, track from Tom Rishion from L.A. Free Music Society. And then Aphrodite, Thurston Moore group. And this has... Uh, that's got Steve, Steve Shelley on this it. This got Steve yeah. Shelley. Uh, Chelsea's Kiss has Ryan. And, and then uh, we'll start the third hour off with uh, Mr. Dalton. Dalton? 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 Dalton. Jim Dalton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a buddy named Don Dalton. Dandy Don oh. Dalton, Salt Lake City. His mom, <laughs> his mama was the librarian. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. At Pedro High, here where I went to high school. And uh, yeah, I spent a lot so of time. Are uh, you born and bred in Pedro? No, no. I came here when I was nine from Virginia because my pop was a sailor. And if you look at a map, Vietnam's a little closer to here. <laughs> than there <laughs> port side starboard and then the weather I got seduced Deb have you ever spent time in SoCal I mean it's fucking incredible that way right I mean there's minuses too but not weather wise <laughs> uh, let's let's get, get how'd you meet Thirst uh, I met him actually well I, I've met him over the years you know um, MBV had supported Sonic Youth years ago and we, I've, I've seen him around but I, I met him properly Really through James, James, who's the guitarist, so James Sedwards, who right, plays right. Thurston Moore Group. Um, ever James's, uh, sorry, Thurston's partner, um, used to live at James's house. So when when Thurston first moved over, he uh, he he would stay there as well. So that's how he knew James. And James, when Thurston was sort of talking about getting a bass player, and James mentioned me because I was on one of my lengthy hiatus from <laughs> MBV. So, um, yeah, so he just, James mentioned me. Uh, there's, a, there's a sort of slightly ongoing argument about this because we also, have, James and I have a mutual friend called Willie and Willie likes to think he did it and James likes to think he I don't remind it. It was <laughs> Willie and James, one way or the other. <laughs> and they just, um, yeah, Thurston just sort of, James suggested me, Thurston sort of reached out via, via Facebook, I think, and said, do you want to meet up? So, we went for a drink and a chat, got extremely drunk. And um, then Steve was coming over. He was over very shortly after. Uh, uh, so first he suggested that uh, we, we all meet up. And and, uh, and he said in the studio, maybe we can do something. And I had no idea he actually meant the recording studio. And we would record the first album. So it's um, it, it was pretty kind of instant, really. Yeah, like no practice. You're recording the first album right away. Yeah, we hadn't. I I'd literally met Steve the night before, uh, I think, and then we went into. I thought it was a practice room, really. I had no idea, but I mean, you know Thurston pretty well, and he's sure. very uh, impulsive. You know, he, he's very impulsive. Yeah, it's but, fun. You know, it's very interesting for me to work with people that are so 
different. You know, Kevin's quite methodical and right, right. Like some of the, some of Kevin's stuff took years to come out, right? Like buttloads of years. Yeah, yeah. There's, the the third album was a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, we're, we're thirst, man. You know, yeah. he'll he'll write it, record it, and put it out like in the same afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, quite a lot of I'd say half. Of, we've got, I've done three like full albums with him now, and I, half of them. I reckon I, uh, at least half the tracks I hadn't heard and, until the day and we recorded them. We might only play through them three or four times, and that's what you hear on the record. <laughs> like <laughs> like John Coltrane handing Tommy Flanagan uh, that paper. Hey, it's just some chords, <laughs> giant steps, right? Yeah. He's been practicing it for two years. <laughs> yeah, I was reading somewhere Tommy Flanagan said, it took him 13 years to get a solo recorded that he liked, <laughs> but... The moment's the moment, right? And, and I, I agree with you. There's something refreshing about that. I, I find it interesting. Nels Klein is kind of like that. We're at the end of the second hour, August 31st, 2021 edition. Watt Pedro Show special guest, Deb Gooch. Hold tight for hour three. <laughs> August 31, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Oh, 
No, no, but she, what's he say to you? Deb, make it be so. And so you bring forth the bass part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then three times, four times, and it's set in stone. <laughs> Sometimes you sort of, you just got to look out for the nods, basically. Yeah, like an old blues guy. Well, let's yeah. tell the people who start off third hour with MX Liberty, Thurston Moore Group. If Bawana, after that, Al Margolis from Chester, New York, the great one. An electric noise guitar tribute to Peter Rayburn, side A. This is something Thurston did, uh, Peter, uh, at Cafe Odo. Oh, okay. Last, last month. And uh, Jim O'Rourke wrote me about it. He was, he was good friends. Graham Lewis from Wire wrote me about it. I guess his daddy had a bad heart, so it was in the family. That's same with the Ashton brothers and the Stooges, sometimes just the genes. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Thurston Moore Group, kind of spontaneous kind of thing, working with Kevin. Because, uh, right, he's got some new stuff coming out, right? You, or you guys, I shouldn't say, just him. Um, yeah, I mean, new stuff is being worked on. Um, I, 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 I couldn't, you know, give you a deadline or anything, but there is new. <laughs> you wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, no, no. But like we were saying about methodical and stuff like that. But, you know, look, if it was always the same band, why stay in one band? It's, you know, I think it's good that you have different experiences, different situations. Yeah. You know yeah, what I different. mean? It's not just Legos and shit. These are real people. And, uh, no, and you, you know, you just learn, you know, I mean, I've been in bands where, you know, like I played with Primal Scream for a year, which is very Yeah, yeah, Manny. But yeah, yeah, I, I actually took over from Manny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you like everything, you just learn so much because people have got different styles and people have got, yeah, you know, and, and on the road is like, you, you know, it's a very intense thing and you, you form your own little family and... You know, everybody has just, you know, the one thing is most people are just are fairly obsessive about music, but there can be all sorts of music. So you're always learning things and taking on board things, you know, and it's it's it's, it's great to, to just have different experiences with different groups. And, you know, and I'm very, I'm not in any way snobbish about music. I love all sorts of music. I like really pure pop. I like quite, you know, very experimental stuff. So I, I, it's been great for me to do lots of different things, you know, and I think they all feed into everything anyway. Music is music. Genre is really dangerous. It's some, yeah. it's some kind of cheap-ass shortcut on marketing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it has nothing yeah. to do with rhythm and notes and harmonies and trying to get feelings out of, of your heart out and shit. I just can't mm -hmm. handle it. And all of a sudden, it's like a tribal uniform outfit <laughs> and everybody's yeah. just on cruise control doing sleepwalks but they know yeah. well which one to call asshole because they got the wrong outfit on yes. <laughs> i don't i don't mean to get all preachy i'm sorry Deb. Uh, you, you gave me this anna waldman or anna anna waldman yeah face down yeah. girl this rap kind of a rap it's great i love it The 
the kid heads her to an island. Priests and statuary. Pearls for sale. Steps on the agate path. What is your number? It's remote. Thirsting. Remote and a twist. Hands forward. Pretend you want it. Demand you want it. Eros in the child. Voice in the throat. Full-throated. No better than that. Ease. Distanced. Distill. Differentiate. Put a dash in. wrote in a realm all you could say, books of constrained understatement, react, look up, cloud is mother and cloister, imagine no better than that, years to tell, who is with you, alive in the gene pool, makes reckoning easy, impossible. Day after, and fewer persons. Do they die in a system? Bit the hand in Orientalism, in shade. Don't think. And then you stick an old brick into your heart. Orders from the consumer world interpret destruction. He disarms all the pots. He disarms all the statues. He disarms all the plots. He disarms all the parts of you he will use back at him. Parts of a continent. We were in Rabat. She was acting strange in the Riyadh. Four bottles of black market wine. Wanted to go back. Wanted to go back. Wartime, just a kid. Then it was Halong Bay next. Floating world. Stop to trouble yourself. Life inside the Androgyne Cafe. Fourteen years old. Life outside. Woe inside. It's nighttime when dream is raw. Raise up the death bear. Memory, it happened. Intuition, by and by. Toward outside, outward. Virgin in an artist, waiting to rise. End of many wait, waiting to rise. Roots up. First time, bliss been standing, blessed stage of waiting, will remember well. Come light, a limp, tight, limp tight, lists right, down to swamp, not that one where the bad one lives. What imbibes, 
birth angels with tiny breasts. Milliseconds, a light's eyelash, invite motion, circle round, urge to circle round and round. In boats, future bogs without us, face on. How do you tell this story so that it haunts forever? Sorry of waiting, analog will be living and go, go where shade is not this. All on top of each other, being thirsty. First trip to Zen, I hit like a wall. Recent fires in the hills, say it in French. Lips on Indochine. Gregarious, but different now, but the same. Oh. 
On the lamb it's called. On the lamb it's called. They stole our Inca beads and customs. Other blisters and steamy at the top ooze. What blocks the run? Not so remote. One came and then one came and then one came and another came and another came. And wait, earth, stand still, fine, reticulation. This is down for us one and one. This is for calm. This is for energy. This is mediation. This is meltdown. Go up, turn, dried aroma to use wondrous body, future in this. How long? Here when I go. Out Truck of immigrants over the border I wait far up Reimagine, see, see, make way Cenozoic Make way up Plume, smoke, lava Like a dream, wait, wait Until intermission, off the counter Insidious control But you can't get off the floor now You'll arrive At the airport with concern When they ask About your extra baggage Kinesthesia.
show last music for this edition Ann Waldman with Face Down Girl uh, Pet Bottle Ninja after that with Lick Scratches number 4, yeah these titles man Tropical Fuckstorm, brand new The Donkey, I was thinking of AJ with The Donkey, where he used to work bass, and then I don't know what the name of this band, is it Question Mark, like Question Mark in the Mysterians? Hey. Yeah, it's not because it's, it's not a band. It's just something I did over lockdown as a as a as a as a present for somebody, as a present for my girlfriend. Ah, okay. Kiss me, you fool. So, yeah. Now, yeah. now, now. Question mark. Remember '96 Tears, right? '60s band out of. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, the Aston Brothers they called 
Mexican, uh, Michigan Mexicans because of migrant workers. They would uh, follow the fruit picking, you know, and th these guys were out of there. And that guy, question mark, he legally changed his name to that. That's a great name. Yeah. Maybe I'd, well, somebody's taken it already, but <laughs> yeah. His, his house burned down a few years ago. I remember something that people got a benefit together for him. But but t tell me about, uh, or us, Enlighten Everyone, Ann Walden. Ann Walden, she's, uh, like I say, she's a, she's a poet. She's a sort of, I guess, part of, of the sort of beat generation of poets. And uh, she was very in with like Allen Ginsberg um, and started the, um, the Jacques Kerouac School of Disembodied Poetics at Naropa <laughs> Institute. Um, so she's, she's, um, she's like, she does sort of performative poetry, basically. And she's done, written quite a few books. Uh, how did this music project come together with you and her? I, I met her via Thurston. Uh, I met her in New York and we were just doing some sort of improv behind her at one of the shows. And we, we just got on and then, uh, at, I think it was on Thurston's 60th tour. Um, she asked me to, to just sort of do do one track, just the two of us. And then uh, um, her son plays piano and her, her nephew also is a, a sax player. They they put together this project. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, and asked me, they, they I don't know what they were doing in London, but they were in London, so they came to this studio here um, and we did this project. That's That track is just me and her, so it's me with a... With a, a, a square six and a, and a lot of pedals, uh, <laughs> and and it's kind of just done, you know, live in one take. And it's great. I, I dig it. You know, I forgot to mention last chunk of music. You gave me something called Tim, uh, a cat named Tim Burgess, clutching yeah. in, in significance. I, I forgot to ask you about it. What's that? What's what's up with that? Tim is um he Tim used to be in a bank called the Char I mean he still is actually I think in a bank called the Charlatans you you probably call them the Charlatans UK because um, I think there's a there's a bank called the Charlatans in the US so they, for copyright reasons this is, he's done three I think three solo records um, and he just asked me to play on a couple of tracks that was just one of the tracks off off of his record it was called I, I Was Now. And he just released it on Record Shop Day here a couple of years ago, or, or maybe a bit more. Lockdowns made me lose a year or two, I think. I think it was probably... <laughs> now, what, do you, what, what about that kind of work, uh, the, the, the session thing, where you usually everything else is done. you got to listen to the song, you got to figure out a part, and then you got to mm. play it. And everybody's like scratching their chin, looking at you, you know, <laughs> tapping their foot. It's, yeah. it's so intense to do that like... I think a little bit of it's good just as an ass kick, you know, but to do that all the time, man. Yeah, um, well, it wasn't like that. <laughs> Lucky he gave me the track and then, you know, so he, I, I, he gave me the sort of base, basics of the track um, and then I went into his studio and, and put the bass on. And so you had all the time thing. in the world, right? No no, no microscope yeah. on your... Yeah, yeah, yeah I had time to work it out and then... Um, man, that, just, that's... It's fucking... What, you know what happens... In, in order to make the producer happy, you go, you go, compromise your parts. You go for more merch. Because, you know, everybody's sweating fucking bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never, oh, I've that, never, that part I've, of music is so pressure cooker. Oh, my God. To be a session guy and, and 
that being yeah i mean i I get scared playing in front of people too but that that shit is really difficult so what's next for you deb um uh well i think um there's talk of a little tour with thurston coming up in europe uh if providing we don't go into another lockdown of course uh but that should be in november uh, there's a couple of like I said, I'm just start, I've just been doing this little project with Kath Gifford, who I was in Snow Pony with, right. and that's that does have a name. That's called Sleazy Tiger. <laughs> I don't, don't know what we'll do with it, um, or how what we you know. But that's kind of so we've been rumbling along with that. And then there's a like MBV stuff is supposed to be out um, next year. I don't know, you know, if it, if it comes out, we will tour with that. I'm sure. But there's no definite definite dates with that yet. Of course, everything's. Uh, and there's, a, there's a, another little project I've been asked to do, yeah. which is just about to start. So there's you know little things ticking along, beginning to tick along. It was a very, very quiet year and a half, which is actually quite nice. I have to say it was. It's the stillest I've been in about twelve years. I've never spent this long at home, so um, that's been kind of nice. Okay, because uh, we're running out of time here. When you get these little things ticking away done will you come back on the show we can play them and talk about absolutely oh thanks so much a real big honor to have you aboard Uh, it's been a pleasure mike it's always lovely always lovely to speak to you absolutely people august 31st 2021 edition of what pedo should keep you powder